Hey, Heidi. Hey, Julie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Let's talk about your foot. Yes. So I went back to the doctor. He's a little interesting of a character. But basically, um, I got another steroid shot. Which um, wasn't surprising. It's my third and final. But basically, we talked about my options and the fact that I'm just one of those people that fall into that sort of 10% range that, you know, is gonna has this chronic problem. Um, no amount of physical therapy, stretching, whatever I've been doing just doesn't seem to work. And so I thought I was going to have to go the surgery route. But he said that there's this sort of shockwave therapy thing that they're doing now. And they use it for all different parts of your body. And he said it's pretty it's pretty much more effective than surgery. So um, we we basically have to do an MRI first, which I'm doing next week, okay. to just rule out that there's nothing else like bone spurs or something wonky in my foot that he just didn't see in the in the, in the regular um, CAT scan stuff that they or not the CAT scan the um, the regular uh, what's the word X-ray X-ray Thank you I don't know why I was like losing that word um, happens a lot. Um, me yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then, you know, after that I'll meet with him and then we'll sort of come up with a plan. But, but oddly enough, last night we went to go to, um, just a local restaurant and they had a, a live act and the, the musician was actually someone from Vermont who was playing down in Massachusetts. And so we were like, Oh, let's go check it out. It's like a new place that we like. And we, we, we've seen her before and we, her name is Jenny Porter. Um, really, really fabulous voice. Um, and she, we ended up sitting next to her before she got up to perform. And so we started chatting with her and she was like talking about her music style, which was like nineties women, indie folk. And I'm like, yep, perfect. Love it. And so took a lot of, you know, suggest, um, you know, suggestions from the crowd and stuff. And she was great. We had a great time, but in that course of the night, we sat next to somebody else at the bar who, um, was a like a medical massage therapist. And I was just like, mm, what do you, what do you work on specifically? And he's like everything, you know? And I was like, well, I have this thing in my foot, you know, plantar fasciitis. He was like, oh, I do with that. And I was like, oh, you do? And I'm like, he's like, yeah, I have a really good track record. Like I do really deep tissue and I break up the fascia and da, 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 you know? And I was like, oh, well he, you know, I told him about where I'm at with the MRI and he's like, good, this rule out stuff. And then he was like, um, he gave me a recommendation actually for like a home, self-massager thingy um and it's like very um he recommends it to a lot of clients who just want to do it on their own not go to it you know whatever and it really does break down the the fascia he said and just like really gets into the deep vibrations of the of the muscle and of the tissue i mean so he basically was like you know see what the doctor says if you want to do the therapy the shockwave therapy first or if you want to come see me you know whatever i was like okay i'm like what a random you know so i don't have to figure out what i'm gonna do but um I'm at a point where I'm like, I'll do it all. Yeah. <laughs> Just... I think, and I think that's a great thing to do. When I was, because over the summer I had, like in August, my back, my lower back and hips, like just were out of whack. And mm. that's where I got to. I was going to an energy healer, the chiropractor, the orthopedist. Like I just, oh, I was like, we're going to approach this from every direction. Right. Like, Everybody's going to have a chance. <laughs> have a day. <laughs> Cause you just, it's awful to be in pain. I mean, it really, it like, I totally, I'd never been in pain like that. That was like hindering my everyday movement for an extended period of time. 
And it is awful. Like I can totally see how people slip into depression or into like just things around them just becoming chaotic or like, you know, in disarray or neglect. Yeah. Because you, you, it's just every movement is like an effort. Yeah. Well, and it, and it bothers me that like I went to go for my checkup for my endocrinologist for my thyroid and she's like, you're great. You're healthy, this, that, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, except I'm overweight. And and the problem is I can't exercise. I can't even just do light movement. It just, everything to your point is it's a, it's a chain reaction. So now like, you know, the hips are off, the back hurts, the leg hurts, the shoulder hurts. Like it's all connected because I can't walk properly and I'm compensating. Um, and so like the last night, the, the massage was like, what are you wearing on your feet? And I'm like, saga. <laughs> So it was like right now I'm wearing these special orthotic shoes, you know, and like I I, I don't want to go the orthotic insert route. To me, that doesn't solve the problem. And then I'm going to have to take this thing out and put it in every single shoe I wear. And he's like, do you wear high heels? I'm like, no, I'm not going anywhere. But I like to. And I don't want to have to change my shoes because my foot like I, I didn't have this problem before. Right. So then he was like, I, I told him about these flip flops that I have. And he was like, no flip flops. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's like. They're orthotic brand or, you know, flip flops. And he was just like, no, get a pair of Birkenstocks if you need to walk around in the house. So I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> like, this is like my sixth shoe that I've bought that's like special. You know, and I'm just like, I can't, I don't know. I'm just throwing money at shoes, which is stupid. But uh, to your point, like I can't, I just can't, I can't walk. I mean, even last night I had a shock absorber rubber thing in my heel, just even though I got the shot and I've had a couple of days relief. I see or I feel a little bit of um, the pain coming back uh-huh. and I'm just like, Oh no, what is this thing about three months? It's not, it's not three months. No, it's, it's not three days. It's- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm immune to this. So I'm like, it's clearly something worse. So I mean, you know, in one way, you know, it's like, it's that inevitable, like I'm going to go to the, get an MRI and it's going to be, I mean, maybe it'll show something and I kind of want it to be something. Cause I'm like, this is annoying that I can't, right. I'm not responding to the traditional stuff. And then, then I'm also like, well, I don't want anything else. <laughs> I know. No, they always show, right? It always shows like everything's fine. Yeah. But then what's the explanation? But those, that light therapy, I've heard really good things about that. My chiropractor does it. I've never tried it, but he, you know, has it in his office. And, yeah. Um, he, you know, he swears that it's a, it, it works. And I, I would imagine that it does. So maybe that in combination with the massage will give you some relief. Yeah, I hope so. I, I'm I'm just at a point where, like I said, I I don't. We're going away. You know what? In two weeks, and I'm nervous of just like I don't. You know, all the walking through airports and the walking we plan to do where we're away. I'm like I don't know what shoes to pack. <laughs> such an awful feeling because you just want to be. You know, I don't know. Your mobility is so important. Yeah. No, it is. And it's like I can't, you know, you feel like, or I feel like anyway, all of the the media that I, you know, consume on my daily basis is always about as you're getting older, movement, movement, movement. I'm like, yeah, well, if you're in pain, you can't. You know, if you got something wrong with you, it's going to screw everything else up. So I'm trying to enjoy, you know, sort of being somewhat pain free right now, but I'm like, it's not going to last. I'm not overdoing it, but I I mean, I took a walk today outside on a trail and with the dog and that was the first time I did it all week but I just I'm like oh I feel it again so and he he had a, the medical massage therapist was like we had a long conversation about shoes um but he was like you know sometimes it's the the narrow shoe 
um, constricts your foot and that actually makes things your plantar fasciitis worse. And so he just had this whole thing. And I'm like, well, I can't wear Birkenstocks to, to work if I ever go back, you know, <laughs> like, that would be so like, hey, just, you know, don't look down. <laughs> yeah. You know what brands I like? Um, Clark's. Yes. Night. You know, they're nice. And then um, I'll send you a link. I have a great pair of shoes and I want to say they're by... I forget the name of them. It's like the fancy brand that New Balance makes. It's like the dress oh. shoe that New Balance makes. Um, I just bought something from Lifestride. Uh-huh. Does that sound familiar? No, it's something. Okay, it's not them. them too. But you can find shoes that are like, because I like a comfy shoe. Yeah. Like I, have, I have like a few pairs of like very pretty, lovely, like heels that I keep in my closet pretending like I will ever wear them again. Mm -hmm. I literally like, wear them out I put them on I throw a pair of flats in a bag yeah wear them into wherever we're going and then I change like yeah I yeah I'm yeah shoe. but sometimes right you need something that's not a sneaker or a stuff. yeah so that's what I I mean I did buy from Lifestride um two um like a black and brown booty style wedge based orthotic insert it had a lot of criteria for the filters. Um, and they're super comfortable. I, I mean, I love the wedge. Anything wedge to me, it just to, even also because I'm short, like just to get a little bit of height is always nice. But um, they're super comfortable. And so far, even when I've had, before I had the third shot, um, I was wearing them, yeah. not excessively, but I, I was fine. They were very comfortable. So yeah. it's like I, I could manage. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like I'm just, I keep, yeah, yeah please send me the link because I'm definitely interested in. Also love my dance goes, which are like clogs. When okay. I first see them, you'll know them. But they're like they're like a substantial shoe. I mean, they're yeah. like, they're like a wooden bottom. Oh, interesting. You've definitely seen them, but they're super comfy. And when I was having, because I had plantar fasciitis, although mine responded very well to that shot mm. um, and to stretching, which I still do today. That hamstring yeah. stretching. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do it every morning and every like even during the day, all the time. It just doesn't. I, I'm also shocked about how tight I am despite stretching every day, and I'm like, wow. And I think it just, it just, you know. So, yeah, the idea of a medical massage just sounds amazing to me. I'm like, can we just work on a bunch of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Anything that's with massage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we had this whole um, the counter. So, like, sometimes you feel like you're so tight in your hamstrings which you probably are but you really need to be stretching like the front of your thigh yeah that's so tight it's making your hamstring like you have to kind of do both sides yes yes and it's actually something i um my old trainer dave we would do when we would work out strength training we always did the opposite you know whatever we you know he, he was a big you know whatever that's called i can't remember the phrase but there is a phrase for what you're talking about it just do the inverse reverse you know whatever so he I do that a lot with my stretching as well. Yeah, I, I'm definitely, I mean, I do a lot of yoga, like just to, just in the morning, even if it's just a five minute yoga stretch um, and it feels great. And now that I, I don't have that much pain, I'm, I'm getting more into a deep stretch, but yeah, I can't believe how tight I am. Um, I so yeah, I hope it's, I hope it's, I hope we figure it out. We'll yeah, see. I hope so too. Cause it stinks to be in that kind of constant chronic, chronic pain is really a big, it's a big issue for not only your physical health, but your mental health, your quality of life. Yeah. Like chronic pain is really a problem. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, and we, we know, to, to, so, you know, you were talking about bike riding and stuff. And 
We've actually talked about uh, getting a stationary bike. I mean, I have a regular bike. It's a little too cold right now for me to go out, but do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I think. I mean, I, I, that's, I was saying to Keith, I'm like, we should probably just check the tires and everything, but I'm like a stationary bike would be great too. But like, I'm not a Peloton, no. you know, kudos to those who can do that. I'm not into competitive bicycling on, you know, stationary. I, I get bored. I need something where I can put a computer or a book or something. Um, I don't mind the, you know, the movement of it all, but it's, it's boring to me, but we're like, we, we're looking into rowing machine. Like we're just trying to figure out like what can be, will give us a workout for our legs, for instance, but not this pressure yeah. on the foot so that I don't have to be standing all the time. So, yeah. and I'm like, can we build a pool in the basement? <laughs> they do make those like mini lap pools that like, I know. you know, the water comes at you, but That'd if you're amazing. moving, like, then not the time to invest. No, like no, that. no. I don't know where I'd put it, but I, yeah. it's like a pipe dream. Like, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> I, know. I have all of those. I want a sauna. I want a hot tub. Yeah. People are never, you know, certainly not until the kids are completely independent will we pull the trigger on any of those, I don't think. But yeah. But no, I, I have my little, my little bike that I adore. And I really, you know, this is the first time I've had an activity. Like, I love yoga. I like Pilates. There's things I like. But I always, like, I'm very good at pushing my self-care or workout like, at the bottom of the list. And it yeah. doesn't get done. Like, if I wake up in the morning, like yesterday, we had um, company coming over for dinner. So normally, I would wake up and be like, oh, well, I can't work out. I mean, I got to clean the house. I got to plan what we're having for dinner. I, you know, like, if I have, I'll get everything done and then I'll do it. And then, of course, I would never do it. Mm. But I so enjoy the bike ride. Like that is such a lovely time. I like where I do it. I like what I'm doing it that I I have now prioritized it. Mm -hmm. And I like finally understand when people say like, find something that you really enjoy. Yeah. Because it didn't like yesterday when I woke up, I like, I took note of that, that I was like, Oh, normally I would never prioritize working out today. Mm. But I completely did. Like I mm. woke up and I was like, oh, I'm like rock. Totally going. Going to the lake is number one. Yeah. Um, and then That's everything nice. else will. So uh, yeah, and I'm really, um, I'm really enjoying that feeling. Like I've never, I'm not really like an athletic person. I don't enjoy working out. I do, like I right all of that. I like working. Like I could work up a sweat in the garden. I could work for eight hours in the garden. Yeah. I yeah. like that. But like yeah. Ex like consistent exercise purposeful exercise <laughs> yeah never been into. yeah um, but this is the first time that I'm like I mean it's been since September oh wow and we're in December so I really like I like it and now I'm like collecting gear you know like I have this headbandy thing to go over the ears and I'm like, very fashionable yes very fashionable and I need uh like a face thing for the wind yeah. and well, there's your Christmas list, right? Yeah. I need goggles. I mean, I'm like, I, I want gear. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's so great. I, uh, well, you know, before I moved out of New York, I don't know if you know, like, I think I told you, like, Keith and I were bike riding I quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. And we would just go, you know, just through the neighborhoods. And we saw neighborhoods that we don't think we've ever driven through before. Yeah. And we, and they were not busy. So it was nice. But it was, I mean, the weather was pretty nice in the spring and all that but we enjoyed it we were just like and when we were moving he was like oh we got to take the bikes right we haven't used them in a year but but i want to so maybe you know what i will maybe i will tell him to do that maybe yeah. we will go in the next and that like, would be a nice um 
you know, that there's no impact on your foot. No, no. Yeah. And we're always curious to explore. It's a whole new area anyway for us still. So, um, yeah, I love it. That's great. Well, and I, you know, it, um, I do think, you you know, as we get older, things change. Like, right, I don't need to do the high intensity stuff that like I was into doing years and years and years ago. Um, so I, I do like the, the bike riding thing or swimming, whatever it is, you know, something yeah. low impact. I mean, just even, I mean, I just like hiking, frankly. I mean, yeah. you know, you can work up a nice, good sweat and right. a big nature Absolutely. fan. No, at, right. At 45, um, my goals have certainly changed. Like I, there's never talk of like, oh, I want to define this or flatten that. No. Yeah. <laughs> I like to just move it. I like yeah. <laughs> just move it exactly. Move it out of my body, preferably. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Moving. I'd like to know it's there. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'm right. I. I think there's like a level of acceptance that you get to, and then you're just like, you know, look. I mean, I. You know, I. I well, so I went to see my endocrinologist for my annual checkup, and she was like. New, this is a new person for me. And she was like, how old are you? And, you know, I'm 49. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, that's, that's, yep, that's what I am. And she, she must have said it three times in the course of our meeting that she couldn't believe how old that I was 49. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. And I was like, so we're here to talk about my, my thyroid. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, what are you going to tell me? I'm like, I'm flattered, but I'm like, you know, and she's like, there's nothing, you just need to lose weight. I'm like, yeah, okay. That's a whole saga. But we, um, She's actually, we're going to do a cortisol test because I haven't done one in a long time and I had problems in the past just to, again, rule out that there isn't, you know, this sort of, you know, your body works against you, you know, obviously when you're trying to lose weight or just try to, you know, and again, without being very, um, like without a lot of movement that I haven't been able to do, like it's not helping. So I'm just like, yeah, you know, so we're going to check that. But I'm like, I'm back to meditating. I'm trying to just like, okay, there's just things I can't control right now. So I'm like, what can I control? I can control how I feel about it. I can control like my mood and anxiety about it and just my frustration. So I'm like meditating has become, uh, I mean, I've always enjoyed it, but I'm back to a more steady practice, which I'm really happy with. And I'm wanting to get back to a really, really steady practice, like where it's just twice a day and, yeah. Ideally 20 minutes twice a day, but I'm I'm working on it. I'm not there yet. But um, but I already see the benefits. And I just like sometimes you just get mad at like I'm just mad at myself. I'm like, oh again, I should be gentle. But you know, just the idea of like when you get back into something that you know is beneficial for you, mind, body, everything, it's a sort of why haven't I been doing this all this time? <laughs> but sometimes I think it's that you don't need it. Like I yeah. I had a pretty, you know, consistent meditation practice for like quite a few years, you know, two or three years. And it made a huge difference. And I really, and then I really got so good at it that honestly, I didn't need to like, like I would be meditating throughout my day. Mm-hmm. Like I just became more present. And like, so I would be doing the dishes and like clear, like I was honestly meditating during that time. Like I was yeah. conscious of my breath. I was aware of my thoughts. Like, so I kind of got out of the habit of having a practice because I kind of just was in a different state like I kind of was meditating um, yeah all day and mm-hmm. I didn't need it now things have changed in the last you know year and it's more stressful and I'm too I'm like I need to get back into a practice because I'm just not in a headspace where I'm taking care of it yeah organically through the day like I need to make it a priority again and I haven't yeah you know and I agree with you there the, there's um I spent some time before Thanksgiving up in Vermont and I had a couple of days by myself, right? And I was going to meditate, but honestly, 
for me in that environment, being in the woods outside nature, like I was outside, it was cold, but it was beautiful. I'd go for walks. It was enough. Right. Like it did exactly like I'm a big believer in nature, you know, healing that kind of stuff and sort of bringing, and I worked, you know, during it all, but I was calm. I was present. I was aware. And it felt like just as good as a regular meditation. Yeah. So it, oftentimes I, you know, we go there thinking that's what I'm going to do. And then it's like, no, the, the, the place is healing. The Vermont is healing. I don't know just where I am. I don't know. So yeah, I definitely, I hear you on that, but I, I feel like in the day-to-day -day hustle, uh, right now, I think also as I've gotten older, my anxiety has just creeped up and yeah. um, things I'm, I don't know, the whole like you're turning into your mother thing, like it's happening <laughs> on certain levels. Like yeah. I'm not afraid of bridges and she is and all of a sudden we're on a bridge and I get anxiety and I'm like, where is this coming from? And it's like, you know, I never had that before and I think it's just kind of silly, but I'm just like, all right, I got to figure that out. But, uh, but yeah, but it's, I'm trying to, so I'm just trying to manage this sort of creeping yeah. in anxiety stuff that is um, there in the background that uh, wasn't before. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 for me, I think some of that is definitely connected to what's going on hormonally at this point, you know, yes. five where I'm, I guess I'm perimenopause. I don't know. Things are still very regular, but also completely different. Yeah. And, uh, and I, like, I've been actually, I started and, you know, everyone should certainly do their research on it because um, I know it can interact with different things or, you know, some people should not be taking it. But I started St. John's Wort daily mm -hmm. and that has, I've noticed a huge difference in just this like underlying like depression and anxiety that I would get throughout the month. Yeah. Uh, has definitely eased up so much, but um yeah. yeah, no, I I mean, it's always been touted as as having properties for that. So like, yeah. it's a pretty, I think, well established. Yeah, even if you, you're not, you know, if a doctor is not suggesting, I know I've known people who've gone on it before. And I think it depends, right on the, the degree of your depression. Right. Um, but yeah, agree. Well, so, just a side note for if you're interested. So there's a book that I got called the menopause manifesto. Okay. Right. Um, no. It's by uh, Dr. Jennifer Gunter. Okay. She's um she's fabulous. She's, she's Canadian originally, but I think she's in California now, but she is, she fights goop a lot. Um, she's <laughs> kind of gotten her notoriety that way, but she really is. She also wrote the vagina Bible, which I bought. Okay. Um, my kids were horrified that I was showing them pictures from it, but I really wanted them to understand. Uh, I was like, you need to understand a woman's body. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great. It was a great yeah, conversation. They love that. They, that's what they want to hear from you. Yep, absolutely. I was like, here, if you want to peruse it on your own. <laughs> very graphic medical imagery. Um, but, uh, but she wrote, I mean, so she wrote the manif menopause manifesto because there isn't literature out there. And she talks a lot on, on social media about, you know, and she's, you know, she really tries, she, she can't stand companies that are, are pushing certain products that we really don't need. And the stigma that women have a, you know, that we have to have clean and fresh vaginas. And, you know, so she's all about this positive body message yeah. about women, but she wrote this book. And honestly, it's not something you have to read from cover to cover, like chapter to chapter. It's, so like, yeah, you know, your question about whether or not you're in perimenopause or not, like she will answer that for you. Like you can go in it and say, what is it? What, what, what is this stage? And technically we're all not in it, right? It's, you have to have that gap uh, for a year and then, it, you know, then you sort of have menopause and it's really just like, it's a brief moment when you have menopause and then it's like you're postmenopausal. So it's right, right. <laughs> and it, you know, so it's like a very specific scientific medical definition that she'll walk you through that I can never remember. But I've recommended the book to a bunch of people because 
obviously this is the age that we're all sort of, you know, now is starting to happen. But yeah. it talks about, you know, your history, your your, your medical, gen you know, like your family history, your mother's history. Um, it talks about biosimilars, you know, the um, the uh, the different types of meds and things that you can take hormonally. Um, and just, it doesn't necessarily do this or do that. She just, she gives her as a doctor, uh, as a gynecologist, but she also, and talks about what worked for her. But um, at the same time, she gives you enough information for you to at least go and have an intelligent conversation. Um, like I plan on when it happens to bring the book to my doctor and to be like, let's talk. And I've actually told my gynecologist that I have the book and she's like, oh my God, I love that book. Okay. You know, and she, and she really likes the, um, the doctor, Dr. Gunter, because she was like, I'm on this Facebook group with her. And she's just, she always really gives solid, you know, again, not like go and do this, just like, let, let's just go through the facts of what it is that you're asking about. So that makes sure you at least a little bit more informed and. So that made me feel good that I was like, all right, you know, this woman, I didn't just, I don't know, I guess all my recommendations lately are coming from Twitter, but, um, but I really like it. So I, anyway, I, you know, it's a good, you know, if you're curious, I definitely would check it out. Cause I think it's, it's, it's informative and I, I keep it by my set, by, by my bedside, which is a yeah, strange place. Right. Really well. I'm guessing she's against vaginal steaming. I have no idea. I mean, I think, to, you know, I, I, yeah, probably, she probably wouldn't be a fan. I think, again, I think this, you know, it depends on what it's for and why you would do it. And, you know, I mean, I think she's more, she's more in the, the, you know, stop the patriarchy from sort of telling women that their vaginas are smelly or that we need right. to do sure okay. that we, you know, that type of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm I sure you could ask her. That she was, uh, you know, she like goes against Gwyneth who is very pro vaginal steaming and like, I research on it because I think, you know, a lot of doctors are like, the science behind it doesn't necessarily make sense, which I agree with. Like, I don't know that the steam is actually entering up into <laughs> uterus in a way that's, however, I do think it's fantastic. And I think it's fantastic because like we were talking about, I think it is a time, it's a meditative time. It's a quiet time. It's a routine. It smells good. It's relaxing. It's mm. thoughtful it's warm it I think it's a time to kind of connect with your body particularly mm -hmm. as a woman your undercarriage yeah um, in a way that's positive in at a moment when I feel like I might spend too much time resenting my body right um so I, that's why I only asked about it because I think it's I think it's fabulous maybe not scientifically you know like <laughs> It may not medically be doing much. Right, right. I think that it is on some level giving you time to connect and, you know, reflect and just feel what's going on. So I do think that there's benefit to it. Right. Yeah. And I think, right. I mean, as I, I think in my point of view is generally like, you know, whatever she thinks is whatever she thinks. But like, if it's not hurting you and if there's some benefit yeah. for you, then right. Right. Um, I, I mean, she talks a lot about sort of, you know, the, the douching stuff and the, you know, all these products out there trying to make young girls, you know, have a clean vagina and, a clean, and, and she gets, you know, the terminology is all wrong and how, what would these brands use to advertise? And she just gets so like, she's always correcting. She's always on Instagram. I don't have Instagram anymore, but you know, she's, she talks about it on Twitter, how she's always yeah. on Instagram correcting well, these pictures because she's yeah. like, this advertising is terrible. These young girls are on it. Super beneficial. And the idea of putting anything fragrance it's like, ridiculous. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, that. <laughs> no. Well, and that's what I mean. She does. I mean, she has long, long Twitter rants about this stuff and how it's just terrible that th these are the messages that were. And it's true. I mean, I remember growing up about, you know, having a floral scent, you know, it's right. like, 
Wh why? What's wrong with the scent that I have now? It's just natural, and apparently wasn't good enough, you know. But so that's what she. I mean, exactly. Like okay, yeah. But you get you get as women, we get so many of these messages. So I I applaud for what she. I think oh, she's. Yeah. I'm gonna check you know, out her book for sure. Yeah, it's phenomenal. She's just great. I I just I appreciate women who just really speak the truth. And again, is you know speak the truth and also just have a. a you know, uh, a perspective, but right. You need to figure this stuff out to some degree for your own. But I, I feel like she put something together that I was having trouble just looking up and a couple of other girlfriends that I have that were, are, you know, asking the same questions about where we are. We're 49. We're going to be 50. Our parents, our mothers had menopause in their early fifties. So, you know, our time is coming. And so where do we go? You know, who do you talk to? What resources do you have? So this was the only thing I found recently. Cause there's some of these, um, like Google searches I've done, I've come across, uh, come across some really old websites, but the information is still helpful, but it's just, it's kind of depressing that, you know, we don't celebrate this part of our life Yeah, no, and we should. We should, we should. And um, one of the herbalists that I listen to, Susan Weed, she talks about this as like a whole second puberty. She's yeah. Like, it's a whole, like, it's your body changing and there isn't, you know, like what's on the other side is beautiful too. It's just, you know, it yeah. has this very interesting way of looking at it that I appreciate, I, you know? Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. I, I think that is, yeah. So we, we should, we could definitely talk more about this. I'm sure as we go along, but um, yeah, she, she has a point of view about that as well that I completely agree with about that, you know, just that our bodies biologically are, we're now, you know, getting to a phase where our kids are going to have kids kind of thing. And that's kind of what we're also meant for meant to be able to do. And it's also this, what I've always heard from other women, once they get past, obviously, all of the symptoms of the menopause stuff, um, it's freeing. You're right. done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I think, right, I think is going to be bittersweet because I, I try to keep that in mind, like, every month when I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm trying to keep in mind that, like, you know, one day I will look back on this and it'll be over. And that's yeah. very final. And so, you know, still try to be present with it. And yeah. Well, grateful, right? It's here, huh? I'm grateful. Like in a way, I it, it's a reminder of how uh, a phenomenal thing that we as women can do. Yeah. That we have this ability to, to like, I remember, you know, wanting to have my period when I was a teenager and, and I was a late bloomer and it came a little late and it was not, it was all crazy and not consistent. And then it's like, when well, then you got it. And yes, it becomes a nuisance in some way. You got to try not to, if you don't want to get pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And now looking back, right, I am as much I'm like, oh, it's it's probably come it's coming to an end in a couple of years or whatever, how long it'll take. But I'm also just it's an it's a monthly reminder of just how powerful it all is. To, I don't know. It's and very I know because I can get there too, where I'm like, okay, I'm not having babies. This is just a complete inconvenience for no reason. Yeah. Stop this. But then on the other side, it's like, well, it does make you connected to this whole cycle. And I, you know, I've always said that I'm very I think that we are very influenced by the moon cycle. Like, I really do believe that I like if I, I'm usually a pretty good sleeper, but when I do have a night of like insomnia or just not sleeping well, it's always near the full moon. It's, you know, like I definitely am influenced by that cycle. Mm. And, um, so now I'm looking into something. I just, I don't know enough about it to really speak about it, but it's called seed cycling. Not related to bicycling. Bicycle, you don't take no. seeds with you while you're riding your bike i could because i have a basket um, <laughs> you could collect seeds on the way okay so wait what is seed cycling i'm very intrigued seed cycling is this um 
the thought behind it is that certain, um, you know, certain components of different seeds uh, support your body in the first 15 days of your cycle, and then different ones support your body in the, the last 15 days, right? So the first 15 days the, like the omega-3s. And again, I haven't started this, so do your own research because I don't know if I have this right yet. But pumpkin seeds and flax seeds, you incorporate uh, more pumpkin seeds and flax seeds into your diet that first 15 days, right? And that takes you through ovulation. Mm. And then at that point, you switch to sesame seeds and sunflower seeds, which kind of support your body until through to your next cycle. And in, in addition to that, you really want to like start on your cycle, but you can also try to start moving your cycle to correspond with the moon cycle so that you're ovulating or, you know, menstruating during either the full moon or like no moon, right? Mm -hmm. like moon. So that, you know, because they, apparently a lot of people say that their symptoms are just so much easier that way. Like they're, they're mm. just not working against energetically yeah. the universe, which I, you know, tap into all of those things. Right. I think I'm going to explore this because what is it, what's, you know, if I add seeds to my oatmeal and salads. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But if there's some benefit. Right. It doesn't seem to be any downside. Um, right. So I think I'm gonna Sounds like you need to you need to take notes, chart and track yeah. and see if you're really feeling a difference and like do it for a little while. But that's interesting. Now, I, 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 look, I, I believe in some of that stuff as well and that there's there's a connection to that and that our bodies are, again, energy connectivity. I think it's all right. real and, and so all, if you can tap into it and it, you know, makes you feel like it's working. I think it's great, you know. Yeah. Well, it, so I um, I had the opportunity earlier this week to participate in the Massachusetts Conference for Women. Um, so it's like a, um, the, the Conference for Women is an organization that's been around for a while. And I think they hold these conferences in all different states. Um, and really what they do is they organize speakers. Um, I think usually it's in person, but this year was virtual. I think it was virtual last year, actually, too. Um, so my company was one of the sponsors and we were able to attend. Um, and it was phenomenal. It was, um, really, it was all, you know, women speakers, mostly, I think there was one, one or two men speaking, but it was organized in a way where you would have like, you have networking opportunity for anyone else that signed up. Then you'd have like, if you wanted coaching career resume support, that kind of stuff, you could do that. And then there were like keynote speakers. And so like people like Stacey Abrams and Selma Blair, and then a few other different authors would come in and they would do these breakouts, um, that were pre-recorded and then there was live Q and A with the speakers. Um, so yeah, it was, some of it was just, you know, it, for me, it was just sort of hit the right like time of my life. So this guy, there's a couple of people that I'll tell you about that I, I hadn't really heard of before, but um, learned a few things. So there was um, this guy, uh, Jay Shetty. So he's um, his, I guess his claim to fame is like, he's a former monk um, that, now is sort of um, out there talking about, you know, health and wellness and he's got a podcast, whatever, but he, he talked a little bit about, you know, sort of purposeful habits, you know, that he tries to uh, do in his day and everything from, you know, this idea of just not going past gratitude into thankfulness and really sort of thinking about, um, you know, expressing and being specific about what you're thankful for. 
And, you know, he was like, you know, one of the habits that he tries to do every day around thankfulness is really um, reach out to one person professionally, one person personally every day and send them a message of how he's thankful about something that they have done. Um, and, you know, it really sort of obviously gratitude and all of that with Oprah's talked a lot about that too, but a lot of people have, right. It's not an uncommon, but he just tries to take it a little bit step further. So he was just trying to give you an action oriented approach to it. Um, you know, he talked about every day sort of finding inspiration. So he would talk about things that he would seek out that he would repeat. Like he mentioned like Matthew McConaughey's Oscar speech and he listened to it for like 30 days and, you know, every morning, that's just a way to be inspired. Um, and, and he changes it, you know, he finds other speeches and, and other people who's, you know, who've, who've written things or, or um, videos that he watches to just to kind of give him some of that inspiration when he's not you know, always feeling inspired. Um, he talked a lot about meditation, actually the entire conference, pretty much every speaker who had, I mean, they were all successful. I mean, all of them uh, and every single one of them talked about how they use meditation and integrated into their lives. It's part of, you know, getting that clarity and that being present. And so he talked about that as well. And then um, he talked about um, exercising and sort of, you know, just movement and, and, you know, basically giving joy to other people and wanting to um, take all that positive energy that we build up in ourselves and making sure we're, we're connecting with other people and, and sharing it in a way. So it's just not in ourselves. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was un, like, I wasn't, I didn't know who this guy was. And now, and then now I'm like follow, you know, on Twitter just to kind of feel like what's this all about. And it was just really, I mean, he offered some really good anecdotes and stories, but it was like that the entire day there was, um, there was an author, Erin Falconer. She wrote the book, how to get shit done. Um, and she was intense. Um, I mean, her, her, her conversation, her whole talk was intense and, you know, and it, at first I was kind of like, Ugh, I don't want to get shit done. Like, it's like, that's the problem. Like I'm, I'm trying to always get shit done. And yes, there's a method and a madness, but I think she approached it from, again, she meditates, she exercises. I mean, she was sort of like following along without even knowing what this other guy said, the similar themes about how she approaches her day. And um, there was a lot. So there was like Stacey Abrams talked a lot about, you know, just how she shows up um, you know, uh, in the roles that she has, obviously she's running for governor again. And, you know, what's that like, you know, when you've walked into situations, um, where you're the only woman in the room, you're the woman of color in the room and you're the only one in that role, you're the, you know, whatever you're baking barriers all the time. And so she was asked about how does she sort of, get, you know, get through that? How does she get herself through that? And, and a lot of it was just not apologizing and not feeling bad and not feeling like she doesn't belong there. You know, she's worked hard. So she may not know everything. So she really, it was just Regina King was there. I mean, all of these really interesting women with unique stories of just how they've persevered through some difficult, but also, you know, it's a, in a man's world type of stuff, you know, that was really inspiring. I think um, there was so much, I mean, I'm still going through some of the, it's, the, it's recorded so you can go back and, and watch and they give you some resources and stuff, but it was just I had never been at anything. I have never attended a conference like that before for just women and just talking about all of these topics for women. And they talked about burnout and, you know, just, you know, imposter syndrome and, you know, how do, how do we really do diversity and inclusion in the workplace? Like, how do we really make it real? What does it really mean? What's equity? It was, I mean, everything you can imagine was covered. So there's a lot of stuff I'm still going through, but I, I really just, it was inspiring. It was really nice. Yeah. It was really cool. Awesome. What a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, not expected, but I was like, oh, it was kind of, I, I, and I, I, I asked my colleagues, my 
people on my team to join as well. And I was like, block your day out. Like, when do we ever get to just do something for ourselves, especially during the work week when it's like, no, our company, like we should be doing this. Like we should participate and pause. And so I canceled meetings. I was like, nope, sorry, I'm busy. Nope, sorry, busy. Like I really wanted to participate. And even though they were recording it and we could watch it later, I was like, no, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to, you know, like I'm not going to do it. And now that I did it, I am going back. I've gone back once already just to look back at some of the speakers that I missed. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I think of those are the kinds of things that I look forward to. For, like more workplaces should incorporate things like that into the time of their employees because it does make you more productive and just you know it it has a ripple effect. Yeah, it, you know. Well, I mean, there was this. I don't know um, if you came across this and I can send it to you, but there was a an article by Adam Grant a couple months ago in the year. I think he wrote it in the New York Times, like an op ed or something, and it was all about languishing. That's okay. what we're all really feeling. Yeah. Um, and it was like, you know, because of the pandemic and, you know, this is like many of us are, are working virtually. We're still not back in the office. Many of us are dealing with, you know, so many different, you know, hurdles and things that we, you know, because we lost childcare or we lost jobs or we lost loved ones. And so, you know, he coins, you know, the phrase about how we're languishing and what that really means. And I, I, we, we sent it around and have had multiple conversations at work about it. Cause we we're all just like, yep, that's exactly how we're feeling. We're just feeling bleh. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it waxes and wanes yeah. uh, a lot. And so it's like this idea of just, I think even Brene Brown, you know, she wrote about it as well and, you know, picked up on the article and lots of people were talking about it afterwards because it's just, it's a persistent issue that I don't even think you need to be working full time. Just, it's just because of what we've been through these last, really, frankly, almost two years now. Right. Yeah. Um, and trying to find inspiration to get out of being, you know, burnt out or just just not, not inspired and just like how many times I'm just going to look through people to the screen. And um, I, so I agree with you. I, I, it actually inspired me to figure out with my boss, I was like, Hey, how do I, how do we get speakers in? How do we do this more often? And even if it's yeah. just once a quarter, just to get, you know, women and other speakers and men too, fine. I don't care, you know, just to just kind of make us, and it's, I don't want career inspiration stuff per se. I just want, I want to hear, stories about people who've just done interesting things and it doesn't even have to be this incredible like they ran for governor and won like and they were the only first time okay that's great that's inspiring for sure but other things you know small stories of of different everyday life things of people achieving stuff or overcoming things or just finding inspiration in places that you didn't think yeah 100 percent. i think that's a great model for any business to really try to work in for you know employees or for us to do individually but uh, it really is so important. And I, I totally think the languishing thing is, you know, we, so Norm and I, uh, we used to pre pandemic, we loved to go to the jazz festival up in Montreal and it's always the weekend around July 4th. Um, and of course we haven't done it for the last, like, I think we missed a year and then we didn't go for two years, um, mm-hmm. you know, pandemic stuff and whatever. Uh, so we put it on the calendar for this coming July. Like we have tickets and we're like, you know, we'll make plans. And it is amazing, like the boost to morale around here to like have a trip on the horizon again. Like yes. Looking forward to something and planning something and anticipating it and talking about it. I feel like we really haven't had anything that's Mm-mm. just about pure pleasure. Um, yeah. For that in, you know, two years. And it has, really taken a toll like I noticed such a difference 
in having this exciting thing on the horizon. Um, that's awesome. Now that's great. And it's something familiar in a way, but it'll be new because you haven't gone in a while. And so, yeah, that is, I, I agree with you. I think it is needed and, and I mean, now you can cross the border, right? So. <laughs> Hopefully, right? Fingers yeah. crossed that they'll still let us in, but yeah, I, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it'll hopefully yeah. be better by then. But I think I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I booked this trip to California, what we're going to in two weeks, six months ago. Yeah. And for a period of time, I thought we were going to have to cancel. Actually, many times I thought we were going to have to cancel. And now I'm like firming up, you know, like we bought tickets to something we're going to go do down there and over there. And then like we picked out like what we're going to do, like the second day that we're there. Like I, I just... We're not going to over overdo it, but we're all starting to get really excited. I mean, I'm not looking forward to the travel, but even that, I'm just like, how do we make that fun and interesting? Um, you know, we're all um, my kids have turned into more of readers lately than they ever have been. So we all have really good books that we're going to bring, and just like I don't know, I'm I'm just kind of trying to make, and I think I'm, I'm meditating for that reason as well to try to ease into the anxiety that I have about traveling right now. Yeah. Um, and usually when I've traveled, I've I've done a lot of traveling for work by myself, you know, maybe right. with a coworker, but, um, you know, even Keith, you know, my husband was, you know, making, even the kids know a little bit, like I'm, I'm like, I like to get in and off that plane as fast as possible. And I have to sit on the aisle seat and I have to be as close to the door as possible. Like I just need to get out. I don't want to be there. And I never used to be that way, but so now I, I know how I can get. So I'm like working on my meditation for that reason too, of just like, I don't want my anxiety getting in the way of all of us having a good time. It's already going to be an anxious time with the holidays approaching and new variant and blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's like, but I don't want anything to ruin the trip or at least try to minimize that. Yeah. But at the same time, so looking forward to like what we're going to do while we're there and just yeah. I'm really excited about all of that. Good. Yeah, it'll be fun. When do you do that? We are leaving um, in two weeks. So like we're leaving on a Friday, coming back on a Monday. So it's a short yeah, perfect. Yeah, but it's it's right before um, the Christmas holiday and yeah. for my kid's birthday, and it's a big one. It's they're going to be eighteen. I know. That's so crazy. yeah, it's crazy. Are they excited? Yeah, but it's like one of those things. Like I think the day of, <laughs> be really excited, or when we're actually there. Yeah. But you know, you know, it's like you can't really talk to them that much about it. It's like, yeah, no, I'm excited, mom. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm here like planning every, you know, not trying not to over plan, but at least have someone like options. Like that's the way I plan. It's like, okay, where would we want to eat? Where do we want to, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner just to have them. So I don't have to do the work while I'm there. Just kind of, I make a notes page. Yeah. I, I put them in my Google maps and I just sort of like have it accessible because we're renting a car and I'm just like, you know, we, we can go any which way without overly planning. But I, I bought a couple of for some tickets for some stuff that we're going to go do and that I had to buy in advance. So, um, so yeah, no, they, I think they're excited about just getting away. You know, it's been a while since we've all traveled yeah. out of state. That'll be fun. That's exciting. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, do we want to wrap it up? Yeah. I think we talked a lot. <laughs> that went quick. It did. It yeah. did. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, yeah, we'll, um, we'll catch up next week and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. All right. All right. Bye, Heidi. Bye.